Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Hey, y'all, let me set the scene for the interview that you're about to hear. We invited Elizabeth High School to join us today as she is a lifelong Southerner with a great eye for hospitality and, of course, food. She was literally in the middle of a huge catering job when she spoke to us, and hard work is nothing she shies away from. To celebrate the release of our new cookbook, we have a giveaway pack, including the book, and our favorite cheese straws from Mama Geraldine's for one lucky winner. You can enter now via our Instagram page at Steel Magnolias Podcast. Alrighty, meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. All right. Hey, look at us sitting on our tech-savvy Zoom call with the one and only Elizabeth High School. Elizabeth is a Mississippi cook and caterer, which we've caught her right in the middle of a catering gig, y'all. She is founder of the Debutante Farmer Bloody Mary Mix. She is a regular on the Today Show. You've probably seen her doing cooking segments on that. She's an author of What Can I Bring? And she's an author of the Southern Living Party Cookbook. I also wanted to mention she is at what she was at one point head chef at Viking down there in Mississippi before starting her own family farm. Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast. Hey, honey, how are y'all? We are so, so good. good and so proud of you for your new book that you've got, Come On Over, Southern Delicious for Every Day and Every Occasion, which is available. This, this episode's coming out on your release day. So it's available. Oh now. my God. Well, just know that it's a good thing we didn't do this episode on my release date because I can tell you, I think I'm going to have some mimosas in the morning, maybe a Bloody Mary mid-afternoon. And um, anyway, so we we could not be any more excited. It is, um, it's been a long time coming. This book was supposed to be released in October of last year. Um, and so then, of course, with the pandemic, it was pushed back. Um, which I was not happy about, but I am so grateful that my publisher understands a lot more about the world and um, than I did at the time. So um, anyway, so now we have a May book, which is right in time for Mother's Day. So that's a good thing. 
True. Um, and, and we just, it's just nice to have something to look forward to, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's been a long, hard year, especially for restaurants and caterers. And um, I mean, for everybody, I'm not, that's, that's, that's sort of a selfish statement. It was worse for the caterers, um, but it has been, it's been, it's been tough. And, um, and so we are so excited just to have something to smile about and have something to get excited about. And I can't thank y'all enough for letting me come on and talk to your, all your viewers. I mean, listeners about this. Yes. Well, now we're always glad to sit with a Mississippi girl. Um, I want to know a little bit about your story. Have you lived in Mississippi your whole life? You know, we, I really have. I was born and raised here in Rosedale, Mississippi, which is just this little town um, south of Memphis, north of um north of Jackson and but it's right on the river so we're right in the middle of the delta um and the levee was uh, my backyard so the levee that blocks the Mississippi River from um you know from from flooding every year was literally in in my backyard and um I just it was truly the the best place in the world to grow up um Rosedale was is is and was um a really special old town so that's where I grew up and lived there for for half of my life and then um we did move to memphis my dad stayed in um in rosedale and our parents divorced and then we moved on to memphis and um but i still go back all the time and then my husband and i met and married and we ended up moving back to the delta from memphis so um we moved from cleveland which is right near rosedale to oxford i guess about it's been 10 years to start um a vegetable farm which was wow. one of the crazier things that I've ever let Luke talk me into doing. Um, but, but it was, um, you know, it, it was, it was very, very good. So um, turned clearly out to be one of the you, best things we could have done. You've clearly literally put roots down in the Delta. So tell us what you love about the Delta. Oh my God, what's not to love? I mean, honestly, there's nothing that I don't love about the Delta. And I always joke with people because everybody and their mother is is moving to Oxford. Um, you know, I mean, because the schools are inexpensive. They're free public schools that are fantastic. And, you know, I don't know. People love, 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 love Oxford. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Oxford. I couldn't love Oxford anymore. But I will retire in the Delta. Um, you know, I'm not retiring to Florida. I'm not retiring you know, to some beautiful mountain place. I'm going to retire in Cleveland. And um, so that's where you'll find me. And um, yeah, there, it's just a different sensibility. Um, you know, people are very confident in who they are, whether they are crazy as a Betsy bug or whether they have everything going for them and completely together. It doesn't matter. Everybody is just very confident and, um, and, and okay with being exactly who they are. You know, I mean, and I guess that's one of the things is that we celebrate um, every aspect of someone's personality, whether you are literally crazy as a road lizard. Um, and those are really our favorite kind of people um, <laughs> or, you know, or, or just your, your normal average, um, you know, sweet soul. So anyway, it is. And they know how to party better than anybody else, um, probably in the United States. I don't know that there is any other place that um, that has perfected it. and. You know, I mean, it just, it's, it is, and we were raised like this, you know, the thing in the Delta is that there aren't that many restaurants or they weren't when I was growing up. Now there are, but um, I mean, we really, I'd call them the three O's. We had three restaurants. We had Lillo's, 
We had does and we had um, Luscos. And so, and you had to drive 45 minutes to get to any of those, regardless of where you lived. And um, so, you know, we learned, I mean, from our parents that, I mean, you absolutely had to, um, you know, you absolutely had to uh, make your own fun. And if you didn't know how to entertain and have people over to your house, then, um, then you were going to be very lonely and very bored. So um, you had to be able to return the favor if you've been invited somewhere. And, um, and so that's how we grew up. My parents had people at their home, you know, two or three nights a week. Um, and, you know, and it was just, it was easy and it was fun and there was no big production. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just always a good time. Wow. Now I am curious. I don't, I don't know a lot about your vegetable farm, but I wondered if that is how you then launched the Bloody Mary mix. Is it, did those kind of go around the same time? Where, where did the Bloody Mary mix come into play? Yeah. So the Bloody Mary mix, it actually came in when, oh my God, when um, we started the farm, my husband planted 10,000 tomato plants, literally <laughs> our first year. Our first year, he planted 10,000 tomato plants. And um, I mean, you you can't imagine. I mean, it, it was so horrifying. I mean, we I was scared to go to sleep at night because I knew that the next morning there would be more tomatoes. I mean, there was not one person. I mean, I, we stopped getting invited to parties. We Nobody asked us to come over because they knew if we came, we were bringing crates of tomatoes. And I was not going to take any back with me. And um, anyway, so I mean, I, I was literally like pulling up into people's driveways. And I would throw the tomatoes out. I mean, like at night, midnight, no lights on in the car, like throw it on the front porch and just like ease out the back before they could realize and come running out trying to give me back my tomatoes. I mean, it was a nightmare. I was, I was just drinking vodka straight most of the time. Um, so finally, Luke, at one point, he, I mean, I had been canning it. I had been preserving them. I'd been making marinara. I had done everything with these tomatoes. I mean, I would give them to the girls. I had three precious girls who were little at the time. And I mean, I would be like, okay, y'all, instead of Miss, remember Mr. Potato Head? Okay, well, we lost all his pieces. We've got Mr. Tomato Head. So y'all use these toys. I mean, it was, it was honestly, it was that bad. And so he walked by one day and I was on the porch doing my normal thing. And he said, you know, Elizabeth, we've got all these tomatoes. And um, there are people in this world that like other things in their vodka besides ice. And, uh, you know, why don't you start making Bloody Mary mix? And so, so that's what I did. And that's the great it thing, of, oh, it was the best. And so the great thing about that is that with Bloody Mary mix, I mean, excuse me, with tomato juice, you have to use a bushel of tomatoes when you cook them down, then you strain them just to get like a gallon of juice, literally. And so, um, anyway, that makes all the difference in the world. And so that was, that was where it started. And now this product is sold all over the United States. Um, you can buy it on Amazon. You can of course go to our elizabethhighschool.com website and order it there. Um, you know, so that is, that's the great news. And for our listeners, it's the, the name is Debutante Farmer Bloody Mary Mix. Yeah. And we can. Yes. That, yeah. It's Debutante Farmer Bloody Mary Mix, but you can get that on the Elizabeth High School website. Good. Okay. Good. We will, we'll link to that in our show notes. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Well, we know this isn't your first rodeo. You've been a caterer for a long time. You've been cooking a long time. You even have prior cookbooks that have been released. So I'm just curious to know, 
what was the inspiration around your newest come on over cookbook? Like why, I know you said it was going to be come out last year, but what was the inspiration in getting this, this one out? Well, you know, it's, um, the, 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 I've done, this is actually my fourth book, which is, um, mind boggling. I mean, if my, my, my English teacher, Miss Wicker, I mean, she really, I mean, she just, I hurt. I mean, I was not smart. I mean, still, I mean, I'm not book smart. I'm smart in other ways, but, um, but anyway, you know, she is absolutely blown away that, um, that I <laughs> have uh, a book, much less four books. Um, I can't even spell pot. I mean, pit, if you spot me the P and the T, I'm not kidding. That's how bad it is. But anyway, um, so with, when, what can I bring came out? Um, then almost immediately I started working on revising the Southern Living Party cookbook, but I really wanted to do, you know, um, almost a sequel to what can I bring? Mm -hmm. There are two things that I always say. Um, and, and I know y'all say it because you're from Franklin because you look adorable and I know you were raised right. You know, somebody invites you somewhere. What is the first thing that you're going to say? what can I bring? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you've probably said a million times in your life is just come on over. Y'all come on over, you know, y'all come on. And so that's, that was the book that I was dying to write. I mean, I, I had the best time doing the Southern living party cookbook and it is phenomenal. Um, but this was the one that I really wanted to do. You know, the great news about all of these recipes, um, is that they're simple. And I am uh, not ashamed of that. Um, I, I want you to entertain. I want you to have people at your home. I know what it feels like when I go to someone's home. And I don't care if they just, you know, put out a bowl of nuts and, you know, a block of cheese. I'm grateful that somebody has felt comfortable enough with me that they've invited me into their home. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing that's important. It's those connections. It's just different than going to a restaurant. It's just, it's all the difference in the world. And I think people get so caught up in, you know, wanting it to look like the cover of a Veranda magazine or, um, you know, this Pinterest page that they pulled up that they end up just getting intimidated and just don't do it. So exactly. I make sure that the food is, is, is very straightforward and very easy to make. Um, you know, so they're not going to get frustrated with that and they're going to find such huge success. I have to tell you, there's not one recipe in this book that is not a rock star. And I, and I honestly, I want all your listeners, if you buy this book and you make this recipe and you invite people into your home and you serve it and they don't ask you for the recipe, I, I, you can call me, call me, just call me. Y'all put my <laughs> number on the, on the website and, and tell me every single recipe are ones that when I take it, they won't let me leave unless I give them the recipe. And at least two or three people ask for it. So I'm serious. It is, it's just a great book. I mean, I, I, and especially now, you know, now that we're vaccinated, now that we're starting to have people back in our homes. And, you know, I think if you ask nine people out of 10, what, what, what is that? I uh, say, I, I get things like sayings like this messed up. I think that if you ask 10 people, nine of them would say that in the pandemic, you know, the thing that they really missed was friends and family. Yeah. You know, it wasn't traveling here and there. I mean, obviously people missed it, but 
But the thing that they really missed were making these face-to-face connections with their loved ones. And buddy, by God, we've got a full year to make up for this. Okay. So we got a lot of coming on over to do. We've got a lot of celebrating (laughs) even a Monday. I mean, we need to be celebrating Mondays. Y'all, we need to be celebrating every minute of the day, everybody's birthday, everybody's, you know, I mean, hell, have planned three Christmases this year, you know, I mean, plan a family reunion, invite people over. Yeah, Yeah, I'm serious. Why not? Well, that was, that actually is exactly what my next question was going to be is, um, I'm sorry if I was just letting y'all get a word in edgewise. No, but give us an (laughs) example of how to celebrate when there's not much to celebrate. And that's exactly what. Okay. Well, let me tell you something, because one of these chapters is weekdays. One of these chapters is diet days. Um, you know, which are, oh, oh my God, one is school days. My, the bane of my existence was making the girls school lunches. The, I mean, honestly, I mean, the first month and a half, two months, I was like, oh, my God, I love school lunches. Wait, let me get your thermos out, you know, and, and all that stuff. And I would make them all special by Christmas. I mean, it was down to like, you know, an uncrustable that I had dug out of the bottom of the freezer that was freezer burned, you know, maybe a couple of stale goldfish. And if I could find an apple that wasn't totally bruised, I'd throw that in there. Um, you know, and so, but these are really great recipes for even making lunches special because think about it. I mean, I don't know about you and that obviously I have a, a really, I'm very passionate about food, but even being a kid, I mean, my favorite part of the day was lunchtime. I mean, I looked forward to lunchtime all morning and, um, and you know, if mom had put something special in my lunch or had just made just a little bit more effort. Um, I mean, I felt the love in that lunch bag. And, um, and so, you know, even with like a weeknight, a Monday, you know, there's no reason in the world that you can't pull out your linen napkins. You know, I mean, they don't have to be your finest hemstitch linen with your great grandmother's monogram on them. But I know you've got some cute stripedy ones or some ones that you pull out for maybe if you are having people over that make you happy. Pull those napkins out, you know, pull out your pretty colored glasses that maybe you only use, you know, when uh, when that fancy person comes over to have wine with you. Pull those out for your family. Pull them out for yourself. I mean, these are the things that make us happy. Go outside pick some flowers out of your yard and bring them inside. If you don't have any flowers in your yard, go look at your neighbor's yard. They're probably at work and they will not miss them at all. Um, you know what? I, I know. Yeah. Y'all do that. I know you do. I know you do. And your neighbors are listening. So you need to know that. Um, but anyway, bring them inside and your kids, your family members, or even if it's just you, you will notice you, it does lift your spirits. Um, and it, I mean, honestly, there's only one New Year's Eve in a year. So if you're waiting to pull out that pretty plate and enjoy it one time out of the year, I mean, look, life is short. It's funny. I used to have this, um, (laughs) it was my great grandmother who was the best and, um, and she lived to be 102 and she kept, she drove until she was 98. But anyway, so her best friend, Patsy, was hysterical and Patsy was about oh I don't know when we would visit her I think Patsy was probably in her late 90s and I mean the poor woman was half dead I mean she had one foot on the grave the other was on shaky ground I mean Patsy did not have a lot of time left and we would go visit her in her little bitty apartment and I can remember it was so hot like you couldn't even breathe and we would have to sit on her plastic cupboard furniture 
Every piece of this woman's furniture was covered in plastic. Not one inch of her house. And I can remember leaving after I had unstuck my thighs, you know, because I'd be in shorts and they would just be stuck to this plastic. And I would get in the car and I would say, great grandmama, what is Patsy waiting on? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, what is she waiting on? Like, when is she going to take that plastic off of those chairs and sit on the real fabric? And, and, you know, I mean, she's so busy protecting it from what, you know, Patsy died with that plastic on her furniture. Mm -hmm. Do you know that she never got to enjoy it? And whoever bought it in that estate sale, I pray to God that they took the plastic off and at least they may have enjoyed it. But, but this is what I'm talking about. And this is what come on over is about. It's about celebrating every day. We are not promised tomorrow I am promised this second in this car while I am sitting here talking to you all but that is it don't um, save it for a rainy day it's raining right absolutely (laughs) get on with it I mean you know it just it is it's just it is the absolute truth and um I mean you know how good you feel if you just put a few flowers in your bathroom you know I mean think about that I mean, it just, anyway, it is, it's important. And that's what this book is about. And I'm going to quit preaching for just one well, second. That, well, you just make it such an easy job to have you on the show. You're a great, because <laughs> you just roll with it. That's why I love talking to Southerners. They know how to tell stories. There's such easy interviews. Um, well, I, I want to make sure that I, I mentioned in the interview or in the intro, excuse me, that you got, you have been on the today show. You have been a regular contributor there. And so I'm was, actually signed and contracted by NBC. So oh, yeah, so I, yes, so I am, I am, the, I am the today show food contributor and I get a check, yes. which is um, pretty wonderful. Yeah. It's, I'd been wanting to be on for 15 years before I got my first chance. And, um, so it was, it was, it's the, the it's the most fun most amazing it is the biggest reminder that there is a god it is uh, the biggest reminder to me that all things are possible and um you know and to never ever give up if you have a dream um i'd rather you die with that dream and still worked on it every day than um than to have given up so anyway i never gave up and i never doubted it i knew i would be on i didn't know how but um, you know, it did. And, and so, yes, it is the, it is my favorite thing that I get to do besides spend time with my children. And on, and some days I like it more than them, but, um, anyway, it, (laughs) but yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Are there any, I I was going to say, are there any recipes in come on over that you've gotten to debut on the today show, or do you have some in your roster that you're planning to roll out? Yes. So that's, that is kind of a a tricky situation. So I will be on, um, well, actually now that when the show airs, it will have been yesterday, but you can always pull it back up at todayshow.com and see the segment. But, um, so I'll be, uh, debuting the book on the third, the day before it comes out. And so I was going through recipes. We're going to do three recipes. And, um, so I've submitted my deviled egg recipe, which is actually Sarah Verdon's mama's deviled egg recipe. But, um, and I, so I said, well, let's do the deviled egg. We're going to do the chocolate buttercrumbs and we are going to do the brie pasta. And so Debbie, my producer who has become just a wonderful friend, um, she emailed me back and she said, Elizabeth, you did deviled eggs in 2019. We cannot do them again. Um, so, you know, I mean, like I don't eat, no, since 2018 is when I did them. Um, so yeah, so sometimes it's a little bit tricky because it's, I've been on now for five years. So there's, uh, there's going to be a few repeat, 
repeats, which, well, I've, or, and I, or I'll forget that I've done them. So, but yeah, there are, there are a few recipes that obviously have been on the show and, um, and then we still have a lot more to go through, um, for future shows. So that's the great news. Okay. Well, for those of us who've never cooked on live television, tell us, is it stressful to whip up a recipe on live television or have you had bloopers? I've had bloopers, but well, so they, they have the today show has the most amazing food team known to man. So they do all of the cooking. They do all of the sourcing. They mise out all of your recipes for you. They cook every recipe. Literally all I do is walk on set um, and run through the recipe with them. They style it. I mean, they're, they're geniuses. So Mm -hmm. there's very little room for you to make mistakes. Okay. Um, You know, I did, there was one time when it was Hoda and um, I was on, yeah, I was on with Hoda and Kathy Lee. It was their, maybe their 10th anniversary. 15th anniversary, 20th anniversary. It was a big anniversary. I can't remember what. And so I was doing the food segment. And so I had found these adorable champagne straws and you know how they're always drinking on the show. And so you put it, they're champagne bottle straws. So you put it in the bottle and then you drink it out of the bottle was going to be the deal. Well, I'd never tried it. I mean, I, you know, I don't drink champagne out of a bottle like that. It just never occurred to me that that was something you needed to test before you went on national television. Well, let me tell you something. When you take a straw and you put it into a bottle of cold champagne, and please don't ask me why this happened. I do not know. It starts erupting like those volcanoes that we did when we were in the sixth grade at school. Remember that? All over Kathy Lee's dress. And so it's all over her. It's going everywhere. I can't stop it. Like I didn't, I I couldn't, it was like I'd shake, shooken up the bottle. So anyway, it's everywhere. Um, So that was one thing. And then one time I accidentally said a cuss word and that, that didn't go over very well. Um, It just slipped out, but, um, but it was okay. It was, I just had to be reminded it was morning television. Anyway, um, but, and I thought that was probably going to be my last segment and I, called Debbie and I said, Debbie, I'm so sorry. You know, I mean, this has just been such a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity. And, you know, I will miss y'all terribly. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you know, you saw, she goes, oh yeah, I saw that. She said, um, look, Elizabeth, it's morning television. She said, from now on, you're going to go on a four second delay. So you'll be all right. (laughs) That is amazing. Well, you, you are fun to watch on there and clearly they love you. The banter between you and all of the anchors on there is just so fun to watch. Well, I love them 10 times more. I can tell you that. We heard that in this new cookbook, there's some story about your bone broth recipe that had like your butchers concerned. What's the story (laughs) of bone broth? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my God. It came from your publisher. She said, you need to ask about the bone broth. Y'all. Okay. So I, that's in my diet days chapter. You know, this is the thing is that if, if I will eat cold steel, if somebody tells me that it is going to help me lose a few pounds, I, I'm not lying. I am on a diet. Well, I'm on a diet right now. I'm always on a diet. I'm either on a diet or I am so far off the diet that it is horrible. And I have been doing this since I was in the fourth grade. And, you know, instead of just, I could have had this 30 pounds off a hundred years ago, had I just done moderation exercised a little bit more, but no, I would rather go on a bone broth diet where I eat nothing but bone broth thinking that this is going to be the answer. 
anyway, so this one, you, you had to go and get bones. And so um, then you would put them in the crock pot or boil them for like two days. And then you would drink the broth. Well, that is all that you would do is drink this broth um, for, you know, two days at a time. And then you would eat low carb and then you would do broth for two days. So you can only imagine how much broth I was going through. Yeah. So I was at that butcher, you know, at least every other day buying 10 and 15 pounds of bones. But at one point he called my husband because they're good friends because Luke has cattle now. And he goes, um, is Elizabeth okay? And I was like, and Luke was like, yeah, I mean, I think so. And he goes, I don't know, man, I was just worried about her. I mean, I thought maybe she was starting start to do some kind of satanic cult. I mean, she's just coming in here buying these bones every day. And Luke was like, oh God, no, it's just the bone broth diet. She's just on another diet. Oh he goes, don't goodness. worry, it won't last long. She can only use the white knuckle through these things for about two weeks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Elizabeth, we have some fun um, on our calendars coming up. We're going to be heading down to Oxford, Leland, Wood. We're headed that way. What are y'all doing? Just come in to see some sights and have some fun over Memorial Day. We've just never been down there. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'll be, I think I'm here. Um, all right. Well, will you text me? Yes. Yes. Well, sure. Okay. Because I would love to either take you. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to take you around, show you around Oxford or tell oh, you where to goodness. stay or where to eat or what to do. So, um, yeah, but I know I'm here. Well, good. I, oh, fine. I, I absolutely wasn't fishing for that, but I'm going to take you up on it. But <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm, I'm so controlling. I mean, I'm controlling about, I, sh I shouldn't say that. I am controlling about things that are weird that don't make a hill of beans to anybody. But if I know somebody that's coming to town to Oxford and, and they don't call me, then I get real upset because I'm worried that they're going to miss all the good places. You know, like I, okay. like, you know what I'm saying? Like people can't find stuff on their own. Obviously you would find all the good places without me, but no, I would be up at night worried that you missed something. <laughs> so don't make me worry. I, I really wanted to get to tailgate at the Grove one of these days. I haven't experienced that yet, but. Um, well, now if you decide to do that, you're going to need to call me because we have one of the best tents in the Grove, I think. And um, it is so much fun and we have the best time and I cannot wait for the Grove to open up this year. But now they've held us off for a year. So we have all this pent up partying that is stuck inside of us that is going to have to get out. And buddy, it's coming out as soon as that first game hits in September. Well, don't think I won't come again just for that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious, y'all. We have the biggest, no, well, we have the biggest tent, but we have the best tent in, um, in, the, whole, in the whole Grove. Wow. I love it. I love it. Do you have, in case somebody doesn't get to follow along with us when we go to Oxford, do you have a place that you want to tell our listeners, if you come down here, don't miss what? Yes, honey. If you come down here, the first thing you need to do is get your butt over to St. Leo's and you need to sit down and you need to get the most incredible cocktail in the entire world. And it is called the pair of hearts. And it is divine. I don't care if it's 11 o'clock, three o'clock or six o'clock. That's the cocktail you need to have as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, and then enjoy one of their wonderful pizzas. You need to walk around the square. You've got to go see Cicada. They have the most beautiful clothes. My daughter works there, um, which is, uh, so I'm always going to plug Cicada. And Jane and Village Taylor. And of course you have to go to Square Books because it's the most phenomenal book story in the entire world. And if you hadn't got my book by now, you can get it there and it will be signed. <laughs> 
Um, and then, <laughs> it's the Elizabeth High School show. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, and then you need to go to Proud Larry's because they have the coldest beer in all of Oxford. It's so cold, it will freeze your teeth. Then um, after that, you need to go to the rooftop bar at the Graduate and you need to drink some more and you need to sit and chill and enjoy. Um, and, you know, so yes. Yeah, so, and I could keep going on for hours. So you need to get out to Taylor and you need to see um, Grit Restaurant out there and beautiful plain air, which is a whole nother ball of fun and go eat some catfish at Taylor Grocery. I mean, I could keep going like this for an hour, but um, I know I need to put this on my website. What to do when you come to Oxford, don't I? Yes, people would love that. Well, I want to just make sure everybody knows that Come On Over, Southern Delicious for Every Day and Every Occasion is available now wherever books are sold. So if you've got a local bookstore, go over and get it there. If you don't, yes. grab it wherever books are sold. And if you would like to take your chance at luck, we are giving away a copy of the cookbook this week on our Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast. So you can enter there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Elizabeth. You have been so fun to talk to. Well, y'all are just nothing but adorable. I can't thank you enough for letting you run my mouth. Um, I really appreciate it. Well, we'll be calling or texting you when we head down. Yes. But Good. For now, I'm serious. I'm serious. If And look, don't think I won't know. So don't <laughs> think that you're going to come in town and not call me because I will see you walking on that square and I will stop my car and I will get out. out. And we will have some words. So I'm serious. <laughs> I know when people come to town. Okay. I always find out. Well, we'll do the reaching out at that point. But for now, I will say peace be with you, Elizabeth. And also with y'all. <laughs>